0: Community Radio Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on Artspeak Radio on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez boyd I'm here with you every Wednesday from noon to one. Thank you so much for joining us or listening to us online, kkfi.org. Shout out to Tony, Rose, Bruce, oh, and our good friend Thomas Edmondson. So thanks so much for joining us today. We've got Sherry Lee on tap, Elise Gagliardi, Jeffrey Rapp. I'm sorry, um... <laughs> Jerry Rapp and Kevin McKinney, so stick around, I'll be right back. This morning, we're going to this afternoon, we're going to talk with Sherry Leedy, who is the director and gallery owner of of Sherry Leedy Contemporary Art, which is open Tuesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at uh, the heart of the Crossroads Art District in Kansas City, 2004 Baltimore Avenue. Also, we have Elise Gagliardi, and she's the gallery assistant for Sherry Leedy Contemporary Art, and we're both. We're so happy to have you both here in the studio, so thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much. You bet. Hey, we're going to talk about uh, the work, the current work on, on the walls there at uh, the Contemporary Gallery, uh, Roger Shimomura, A Hundred More White Lies. Now, this is Roger's words. This suite of 100 small paintings offers images and juxtapositions that may first appear random in relation to each other. It is an attempt to make fresh sense out of nonsense or to discover inherent truths and lies. Roger Shimomura. Uh, it's a beautiful show of uh, wonderful work, right, Sherry?
2: Yeah, it is a beautiful show. Roger's um, uh, paintings are all 12 foot, 12 inch paintings, rather, and there's 100 of them. And they're composed of his uh, imagery that's really a vocabulary of images that he's developed over a 50-year career, and they're combined in unexpected ways in these paintings to raise a lot of questions and uh, provoke uh, uh,
0: thought-provoking images. I love it. Uh, The combination of images in each painting does echo the themes that run throughout Shimomura's Mm -hmm. over 50-year career. That's amazing, 50 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's paired with elements of chance, choice, and randomness, which is in itself a theme in the artist's work. But his craftsmanship, his colors, his, uh, everything uh, about his work is just incredibly beautiful. And, and he's made some terrific choices in, in his each painting, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Roger um,
2: sort of seduces the viewer with his beautiful color and uh, uh, flat... Uh, shapes and you know beautifully drawn forms and pulls you in and you initially might think it's uh, uh, humorous and it in fact might be humorous but uh, when you look a little deeper there's usually um, uh, a, a multi-layered sort of messaging there and uh, it builds on Roger's experiences as a uh, third generation Japanese American who was um, imprisoned in uh, Minidoka concentration camp with his family during uh, the beginning of World War II. And that sort of is an underpinning of many of the uh, images that you see in this show.
0: Well, I understand, as, as you said, he is a third generation Japanese American, grew up and immersed in American culture. So that love of comic books and later pop art imagery with its inspiration in popular and commercial culture he he developed that into a painting style uniquely his own um, and his paintings also tell a story through a distill, uh, distillation of information paired down to an essence of visual economy the design crisp flat and lively color carry the story um, so tell us some of the images that we'll see in his work sherry if you would Well, Roger
2: has a vast uh, vocabulary of characters that he's developed over the years and appropriated images. So you'll see um, uh, familiar uh, images from uh, Disney, Mickey Mouse, um, uh, Donald Duck, Popeye, those kinds of images, and also images from uh, very famous artists like Andy Warhol, Uh, Roy Lichtenstein, and so on. So Roger appropriates many images from many different sources. Also racial, stereotype images that would have been popularized during uh, World War II. And, (coughs) excuse me, and uh, uh, anime, um, uh, Japanese uh, woodcut print images, uh, samurai. And so they're all mixed up and uh, uh, juxtaposed against each other in these images, and uh, it, uh, the combination of uh, disparate
0: images is what leads to uh, a new meaning in each work. Beautiful. Elise, if you would share with us uh, the website and some of the information that our listeners can gain a- about uh, the Sherry Lady Contemporary Art, uh, maybe they could take a look as we talk.
1: Yeah, so um, if you go to our website, um you can see all of Roger's works, all the paintings from 100 um, More White Lies and um, his other mini series, um, Diary of an American Midwife, that are both on display um, right now in our gallery, but you can see all of the images online. We have a catalog, if you just go to artist catalogs, you can also view um, the information, read Roger's artist statement, um, we have a um, YouTube video um, where there's there's text with the Diary of American Midwife that you can listen to the text that Roger wrote. It's the story of his um, grandmother, Tokushima Mora, and um, yeah, visit us on Instagram, Sherry Leedy Contemporary Art, or Facebook, and... Um, our website. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know um, Mm -hmm.
0: Roger's work often confronts racism that racism head on Mm -hmm. and he doesn't shy away (laughs) from using depictions of ugly racial caricatures or uh, of the Japanese enemy from publications of the time. This is a real strength in his work in terms of uh, sort of meeting something so diabolical as, as racism but with a sense of humor or irony, yeah?
2: Yeah, I think so. He, he I think that's how he pulls you in. Mm. <clears throat> and um, he sees, of course, uh, a connection to what happened in the past, to what has been happening in our own time mm, uh, mm-hmm. with political upheaval and so on, and sort of the confusion of the pandemic and uh, the political uh, uh, sort of chaos that's been going on in the last few years. And so this particular body of work, 100 More White Lives, doesn't have a particular um, clear narrative, a clear storyline that runs through. It's rather a kind of a toss-up where everything is uh, uh, kind of mashed together, and uh, it really involves um, uh, taking some time to look at the images and being thoughtful about what one's seeing. Uh, to come up with a kind of a, an idea about what, what he's really talking about, because mm-hmm. he's talking about very complicated issues.
0: Yeah. Now, I understand the series of paintings, 100 More White Lies, was started in the middle of the COVID pandemic right. uh, in his studio in Lawrence, Kansas. The word more and the title refers to the suite's immediate predecessor, Little White Lies, which, too, was compromised, uh, comprised of 100 paintings. Correct. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's just astounding what uh, what he created, and um, yeah, and and thrilled to see his work at Sherry Leedy Contemporary Art at 2004 Baltimore Avenue. If you just tuned in, I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd on 90.1 FM. KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This is Art Speak Radio, here with you every Wednesday, noon to one. I'm talking to Sherry Leedy, who is the founder, director, gallery owner of Sherry Leedy Contemporary Art. And uh, also with with uh, with us is gallery assistant Elise Gagliardi. And we're happy to have you both here today to talk about Roger's work, 100 More White Lies. Um, Elise, you mentioned uh, not, well, we're only... We're talking about Roger's work in the gallery, but also in the smaller gallery is uh, work that Roger created based on his grandmother's letters, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so um, again, it's Diary of an American Midwife, uh, The Life and Events of Toku Shimamura. She lived from 1888 to 1968, and it comprises of uh, 16 paintings that he did um, that talk about her um, coming to America and establishing her life in America. And there's just a really beautiful narrative with each painting. Um, Each painting is also 12 inch by 12 inch, um, like the 100 White Lies series. But um, yeah, it's something that really you need to come in and see for yourself and experience and um, you can again see it online.
0: Mm, I love that. You know, and and I saw the work recently, um, and it's it's quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I, I love the fact that he took these letters and made this uh, narrative uh, uh, paintings and these wonderful paintings, beautiful paintings, just really beautifully constructed and and painted. Um, but it's very heartbreaking too. It tells the story. A uh, really beautiful and tragic story, uh, somewhat, of uh, his grandmother.
1: Yeah, it's very tender in comparison to some of his other works. Yeah. Did you want to add something to that, Sherry?
2: Well, one of the things about um, Roger's grandmother is she kept a diary all her life, and Roger had her diary translated, and he has that as the original source material for um, this suite of paintings. And one of the um, kind of most wonderful things things during the course of this exhibition has been that Roger's family has been in town visiting and they come in Mm. and for them it's their family story and they recognize oh this is the house that Roger that they all lived in this is the church that his grandmother established and so on so it's a very personal and a very uh, beautiful story and Roger's ability to take this sort of uh uh, lifespan and condense it down into these 16 small paintings and make a very clear narrative I think is really uh, is very is really brilliant and um, it as Lee said is, is a very tender story and a very uh, in this case a very clear narrative and it's a it's a an, um, it's an American story an American immigrant story and uh, and I I really think it's a beautiful piece.
0: You know, I when I uh, when I first saw it, uh, some of the images. I, I believe there was one where you see in silhouette a grand grandchild in the arms of their grandmother, and then there's um, a silhouette of barbed wire across them. That that's how they could visit one another. You know, uh, and it made me think um, if people during this time of COVID, people couldn't see their their parents or their children or whatever it's it's like that but so much more significant in terms mm-hmm. of the weight of you know that separateness you know of right. families of right. taking taking them from their home and placing them in these these camps right exactly and, and, I, and I find that some people um aren't aware that that actually, these internment camps actually took place, that they actually existed here Mm -hmm. in a time not that long ago. Yeah.
2: Well, and I think Roger, um, with our previous show, which was called Muslims and More, I think he was drawing a comparison in that exhibition Hmm. between what was happening at that time with um, uh, people coming across the border from Mexico and being separated from their families and so on. To the same sort of experience that he and his family
0: had uh, uh, at the beginning of World War II. It's just uh, you know we're, we're just happy to, to see the work um, and thank you Sherry for for sharing his his work in the community because he's such an important and yeah. uh, just a, a career of beautiful work of over fifty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a treasure. Roger's a treasure,
2: and. He also has larger paintings, as he would want me to point out. Uh-huh. He doesn't just do one-foot yeah. paintings. Yeah. It's just that this particular series is is all one-foot paintings. But he, uh, as he would point out, does have larger paintings as well. Mm-hmm. And there are some in the exhibition, too. Yeah, I love
0: that. You know, and I, what I love about the smaller paintings is that they're very... Um, I felt I could get really close up and personal with them. The larger ones are just incredibly explosive with, with right. color and content right. and all that, and they make me just as happy. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that you told me that uh, I was not aware of that uh, Roger is also a performance artist.
2: Yeah, Roger spent, Roger taught at the University of Kansas, uh, I think beginning in 1969, and uh, he retired several years ago. And about 15 years of his tenure at the University of Kansas, he uh, was involved in performance. So for, for that length of time, uh, he uh, really devoted himself to performance art. And so the paintings, uh, that whole history is one thing, but his history as a performance artist is uh, a whole other thing as well.
0: Well, is his performance art, I, I'm very curious about that. Is it... Uh, what are some of the, the concepts of his? Well, he,
2: he used his uh, grandmother's diary as well wow. as a basis for many of the pieces. The, uni- um, the University of Kansas's uh, Spencer Museum opened an exhibition that encompassed all of the performance work and they opened it right at the beginning of COVID. And so I got to go to the, be- uh, the wow. opening of the exhibition everybody attended the opening and then the exhibition closed <laughs> oh wow you know, wow one of those things
0: wow you know um I'm just very excited uh I would love to see some of those earlier performance pieces but uh, yeah he's he started back uh at the University of Kansas back in the before the 70s 1969 right and then he's taught there for so many years um uh, and he's currently just painting away he's painting away I love it I love it You know, we're going to take a real quick break from ArtSpeak Radio, and then we're going to be right back.
3: Has your metropolitan newspaper turned into a zombie? Is local news coverage just a fading memory? This week on the Heartland Labor Forum, we'll look at corporatization of the media and the rise of nonprofits with the Kansas Reflector and the KC Defender. Then, public sector workers often accept lower wages if they can get better benefits. But lately, those good benefits are shrinking like in Independence, where the International Association of Firefighters Union is fighting to save their health insurance. Thursday at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Friday at 5 a.m. Tell your smart speaker, play KKFI, and enjoy the programming you love. KKFI, wherever you are. And we're
0: back. This is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez-Boyd on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. In the studio today, we have Sherry Leedy and Elise Gagliardi. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having you us. You
0: bet. You know, we're all about Roger Shimomura's paintings, prints, and theater pieces um, that address social political issues of ethnicity. He was born in Seattle, Washington, and spent two, two early years of his childhood in Mendoka, Idaho, in one of ten concentration camps for Japanese Americans during World War II. Shimomura was a distinguished military graduate from the University of Washington, Seattle, and then served as a field artillery officer with the 1st Cavalry Division in Korea. Um, just a prolific painting and artist, uh, you know, that just, his, his work has to be seen, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Right, well, and Roger's um, influence also uh, through his teaching has been extraordinary uh, during the Run of the exhibition, many uh, former students have come in, and uh, I—it's uh, been—it's been really quite moving, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, his work currently is at the Sherry Leedy Contemporary Art Gallery, located at 2004 Baltimore Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri. How long will that uh, exhibition be up, please, or Sherry? Uh, the exhibition
2: continues through uh, January 21st, which is a Saturday.
0: Okay. And again, social media platforms, if you want to share with us, Elise.
1: Yeah, Instagram is just Sherry Leedy Contemporary Art and Facebook. You can also uh, just visit our website, and you can see all of Roger's work there um, from his current series that's up at Sherry Leedy's 100 More White Lies, and then also Diary of an American Midwife. Um, And then you can see at the top, we have a, a link to artists' catalogs, And you can see our current shows and all of our past shows. Uh, We just had an amazing show with um, Kai Anderson and Jane Chu. Um, So I'd recommend just going back and looking through those as well.
0: I love that, and Kai's back in town.
1: Yeah, after uh, 15, 20 years in New York. Yeah. Terrific. Mm-hmm.
0: Now the paintings in 100 more white lies like all of Shimomura's work pulls the viewer in with recognizable images combined in unexpected ways with humor and beauty. A longer look often poses more questions than anster- answers. The artist pokes and prods, thinker, uh, prods a thinking viewer to look and think and look again. Yeah, great work. What's coming up for 2023 with uh, Sherry Leedy Contemporary Art?
2: Well, our next exhibition will be with um, uh, Ann Pierce. And Ann is a Kansas City-based painter who's recently um, moved to California. So we're going to have Ann's new works, which are beautiful, organic uh, paintings on uh, paper and some quite large-scale pieces. And then also uh, photographs from Patty Carroll. And Patty Carroll has also been in Kansas City for quite a while and has recently moved back to Chicago and uh, it will be from her series of uh, anonymous women uh, domestic demise. So we're looking forward to that and that'll open in February. Yeah. Do you wanna add
0: anything to that, Lise? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Will you have um, another um, sort of uh, a second opening
1: of Roger's work
0: in January or? Uh
1: We'll do the first Fridays. Um, yeah, the first Fridays. Yeah, uh-huh. Which will, I don't even know what day that is, but yeah, we do first Fridays from 6 to 8. And um, again, with our normal hours, just Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 5. Um, so, yeah. And you, again, we have works by Ann and Patty online. Okay. Um, but it will be all new works for both of them in our February show. And
0: one thing that I do want to ask and, and during all this conversation about Rogers, I do want to ask about Sherry Contemporary Art. How long have, have you been in the Crossroads and Oh wow, been around? Yeah, a long time. For, forever. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Forever is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: we've been in our current location uh, since 1999, yeah. if you can believe it, and uh, in, um, had the gallery since
0: 1985, so quite a long time. We're just happy that uh, that you're here in Kansas City and that we um, get to see such wonderful work, you know whether it's um, oh gosh, John Ferry yeah. or Jane Booth. I mean, there's just some extraordinary work that you that you bring us each mm-hmm. uh, every year.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the fun part is all the extraordinary artists that we get to work with, and yeah. so yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's the joy of it all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Um, you know, I would uh, yeah. Tell people to uh, yeah see the work at Sherry Leedy Contemporary Art and pet the studio dog. Oh yeah, true, <laughs> true. Good. <laughs> he'll true he'll good. greet you with a bark and a yeah. and a toy. Just don't take <laughs> his toy away. <laughs> 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 no, so very good. Is there anything that we left out that you want to mention at this time <coughs> that uh, that uh, yeah before we well,
1: move? One, one thing we didn't mention is that we do also have a basement gallery and yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right now we have a show up of Hung Lu's work, um, some recent prints and mixed-media resin pieces that we um, just got in, and they're all uh, really beautiful. I'm sure Sherry has more to add to it than that, but um, yeah, I encourage you to come in and see those if you're a Hung Lu fan. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Hung Lu is, um, uh, was a, a Chinese-American artist, and uh, she passed away about a year ago and we did a big show with her in uh, oh the last six months but uh, we just recently acquired as elise said some new work and installed it uh downstairs and so please stop by
0: take a look it's really beautiful it's very layered and i found myself staring for several minutes yeah looking trying to look through all the layers Beautiful work. Yeah, it is really beautiful. beautiful. Work. And it's sort of mixed media, right? Yes, with exactly. The, and caustic and...
2: Right. There are um, uh, some printed mat- uh, information, uh, painted information, layered with resin and so on, and then also some
0: uh, prints. And again, some of the work is, is fairly small. And I, I, I very mean, intimate. Yeah, very mm-hmm. intimate. I do like large works, don't get me wrong, but uh, there's just something appealing uh, that that makes me kind of gravitate towards the smaller works because i want to really have a kind of one-on-one with them right mm-hmm. you know a much right. closer range but yeah thank you for mentioning that because yeah. that that's a very beautiful uh, group of work there mm-hmm. too so yeah well sherry Thank you so much for coming in, Elise. Thank you so much. Yeah. Come join us in 2023 and share yeah. with us what uh, what you have on tap. Well, thank you, Maria. Great. Thanks, Maria. You bet. And
3: we're going to be right back with Art Speak Radio after this.
4: <clears throat> Hi, I'm Russ Simmons.
3: And I'm Susan Sanders.
4: And this is Take Two, two takes of a movie currently playing in theaters or streaming. Slumberland
3: is a fantasy adventure on Netflix. The inspiration for Slumberland is a comic strip made over a hundred years ago called Little Nemo in
4: Slumberland. And this adaptation constitutes a major overhaul of the story about young Nemo, a girl in this version, who finds a mysterious map that allows her to travel back and forth between the real world and the dream world. Interestingly, Little Nemo was one of the earliest animated short films ever made and this is at least the third feature length version of the story.
3: A young girl named Nemo lives with her dad near a lighthouse. One night there's an emergency and her father dies at sea. In her grief, she comes to believe she can find her father again in her dreams. She explores a fantasy life while sleeping, meeting a colorful figure named Flip who escorts her through dreams in Slumberland. The dream adventures are full of color and special effects.
4: And to my way of thinking, Susan, those special effects only add to the frenzied, manic tone of this movie. At times, they reminded me of the race sequences from the 1982 video game movie, Tron.
3: Marlo Barkley does a good job playing Nemo. Jason Momoa plays Flip.
4: Yeah, they're fine. You can't blame them for this movie's uneven qualities.
3: Here's the catch. The subject of death and grief may be too adult for children. The special effects may be boring to adults. So, Russ, what audience would enjoy this film?
4: Yep, Susan, there's the catch. Probably the best thing I can say about it is that it's harmless. Parents might decide it could serve them best as an innocuous two-hour babysitter for undemanding kids. I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two.
5: sharing a delight, yigity,
4: yigity. this and that, and
5: cocktails for two, as we enjoy a cigarette, <laughs> to some exquisite chanson, two hands are sure to slyly meet beneath a serviette with cocktails for two,
3: my
6: head may go reeling, but my heart will be obedient, with intoxicating kids,
5: Most any afternoon at five, we'll be so glad we're both alive. Then maybe fortune will complete the plan that all began with cocktail for two.
0: Mike Jones and his City Slickers cocktails for two. I just thought you might uh, enjoy that because up next we have... Couple of fun guys. We've got Jerry Rapp and Kevin McKinney. We're going to talk about the Maestros music and laughs. Hello. Hi.
5: <laughs> there you are, guys. <laughs> the mic was hot. Oh
0: my gosh. I love it. I love it. Hey, we're, you've got something coming up. The Maestros yeah. is a repertory cast of seasoned improvisational actors who create a totally original new musical immersive experience every performance based on your input. So you can enjoy food and drinks and lots of laughs, right?
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of laughs.
0: Beautiful. What is the Maestros?
5: Uh, the Maestros is a repertory company of about uh, uh, 10 to 12 performers at any given time. And we uh, create a completely original uh, musical experience. It's, um, it's a very immersive experience. It's um, kind of a musical within a musical. And we get prompts from the uh, audience and they participate very uh, heavily in this. They give us a lot of our clues, a lot of our situations and we essentially create an entire night based on uh, their their suggestions. We sing various songs in various uh, venues and we end it with this mini musical that's very epic and um, it's it's a it's a night quite unlike anything else I think.
0: I it, love it.
6: It's kind of like if a uh, improv comedy show in a Broadway musical had a baby. <laughs> that is the maestros.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you kind of never know what you're gonna see, what you're gonna do from night from yeah. one mm-hmm. performance to the next, right? Every, every show is different. Oh my God, yeah. how much fun is that? Um, so tell us a little bit about the, the group. When did it start? When it, where was your beginnings?
5: Well, uh, we were all <laughs> part of a, uh, we were originally part of a group called cacophonius uh, and uh, the core members met and, and uh, it developed a rapport from that. And we all sort of decided, hey, this really works. We'd love to work together again in different venues. So we sort of morphed and metamorphosized into the Maestros, which is a larger group than we had originally. And uh, these are people from different uh, aspects of improv around the city who have studied at different places. And um, they're very seasoned and, and very professional. And um, it's just a really great mix. Um, there's some people who are primarily actors, primarily singers. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the recipe that happens with these ingredients is incredible. It's
0: I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So how long have you been with, uh, you know, working with one another? Have you known each other for all your lives or just kind of like you?
6: Jerry and I have a separate life in the film industry. And okay. uh, I pulled him over into, back into Imbrob because he did it many years ago. And uh, when our last group was, was kind of wrapping up, he looked at me and said, Hey, there's, there's Phoenix coming out of this fire and I'm going to tell you about it next week. Uh, maybe it was two weeks, and, and it, it was the maestros. It was a, a beautiful thing, and that we are probably much more ambitious. Mm. We're, look, we're looking to create something that is a kind of a go-to event for Kansas Cityans, and uh, very excited about this our our debut show. When I say it's our debut show, we have done like little test shows, and I will tell you that audiences, when they see our tests, when they see the test show, they say, "No, you you rehearsed that. That that was scripted." There's no way you made that up. Wow. And, and I want you to know that if you come to this, it's not going to be a lot of mm and ah. No, it, you kind of just have to go. Uh, musical improv is like skydiving. You just There's one direction, and that's down. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. Well, you, know, you brought up uh, the improv scene. What is it like in Kansas City, the improv
5: scene? Uh, it's really robust, actually. Okay. It's, uh, it's taking off quite a bit. Um, they're doing some great things at the Kit Comedy Theater in Westport. Mm-hmm. The, that's, oh, a, okay. oh, that's a standby. Um, the Bird Theater. The crossroads is doing some amazing things. Mm-hmm. The uh, Fringe Festival, of course, always mm-hmm. has a really nice array of improv shows. You can really feel it. Um, the The improv scene in particular has a real nice growing feeling here, and uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's an audience, there's a support base. It's uh, really really nice.
6: We owe a debt of gratitude to both those th- theaters because they train people, and those mm. people um, kind of lift the bar to where improv in Kansas City is feels more like improv in Chicago and not improv in you know Checumseh yeah no no offense to I <laughs> yeah, love you guys no offense to <laughs> yeah
0: well you know if someone's interested in learning more about improv uh I mean like for instance I, you know a friend or, or something what advice do you give them is there a place where they can begin to learn the craft of improv
6: yeah there are two places the, the kick comedy theater which okay. is in Westport uh, and they have classes, and I think they have classes that they ha- hold in a church somewhere. And okay. Now, down in the crossroads, there's the bird, and they have all their classes. I think they're all in-house um, down in the crossroads.
5: And eventually, we do want to be a workshop uh, mm. to, to mm. develop people's singing and improv skills. That's, that's sort of a down-the-road plan right now. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. So what uh, what happens, and I'm just reading a, a question that I was sent, what happens in the evening at the maestros?
5: Who sent you that question?
0: Oh, someone from afar. <laughs> so, so the
5: maestros, uh, the, so the guests come in as if, this, this is called the company holiday party, and guests okay. come in as if they're part of that company. Uh-oh, and that's loaded right that's there, we
0: the holiday <laughs> we're
5: not We're not going to pull anybody right. up and embarrass them or anything okay, like that. Good. So they're not, they're, they're not subscribing to being part of the show. Mm-hmm. They're just subscribing to being immersed in the show. So the show basically goes on all around them. Um, people who are guests are not who they seem. Um, there's a lot oh, of surprises. Fun. There's a lot of things that come out of the blue. What company is that? What company? Yeah, uh, we don't know yet. We we actually know <laughs> the name of the company uh, the the night we do the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we we don't even know. We don't know a lot of things until we actually do the show, and then it sort of forms. We get that, that from you. Yes.
0: Uh? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's really interesting and kind of scary because again, you're creating this at just randomly yeah and you never know what you have to work with right
5: we love the cringe factor because <laughs> the, o- the audience is feeling cringe for us they're they're like are they going to pull this off how can they be out here on the plank like yeah. this and, and then there's yeah. relief after and then, the then there's cringe. relief yes yeah.
0: <laughs> well and, uh, well but then you can always rely on one another because being true improvs improvisational people <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that you can pull from one another right
5: we very much rely on you somebody to, to bail us out if it's, if it's <laughs> failing,
0: yes.
6: It's kind of like a relationship. We, you can rely on each other, yeah. but it's really about listening to each other because if I don't listen to the person before me, I can't, I can't. If it was a song, I'm the next note after what they said. So I have to listen, otherwise it's not going to make any sense.
5: Could you repeat that? I was tuning out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's so wrong. That's so wrong. I love it. Who are the maestros? Who, who are the people in
5: the group? Oh my gosh, we have, so, we have so many cool people from different aspects. Um, uh, I'll just go over a few. We have uh, yeah. Eric Cobet, Joanna uh, De Leon, Tiffany Michelle, we have uh, Annie Noland, we have Jennifer Baird, um, Adrian Kristoff, uh, Aaron Mayer, Kevin McKinney, Kaylin Peterson, Linda Williams uh we have some great musicians too we have a full band oh, basically wow. we okay have, okay uh, Damien is our music director we have uh you know just uh Dana Scott Derek Bennett um uh, who am I forgetting Jer- uh <laughs> Lucas Ferrigo
6: participants will be
5: greeted by a four-piece band yeah I
0: love it We've, I love
5: it it's just it's just a very active uh kinetic energy mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. it's uh it's really fun and immersive it's kind of it's y- there's no template for it yet that I can think mm-hmm. of it's very unusual and it's, different. It's too much for the ticket price. Is it? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It much. sort of does overwhelm the ticket <laughs> price. Yes. Yeah. I
0: love it. I love it. Well, we're going to take a real quick break, and then we're going to be back with Jerry Rapp and Kevin McKinney.
5: Thank you. Stick around.
4: Less explore. Less question. Let's Decolonize Together on Ebony's
5: Bones.
0: Tune in every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio.
4: Do you have feedback about the shows you hear on KKFI? The KKFI Listener Survey is the way to let us know. You can go online to kkfi.org/survey and let us know your thoughts on our programming.
0: And we're back. This is Artspeak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd on ninety point one FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. We're here in the studio with Jerry Rapp, and we also have Kevin McKinney, and we're talking about the maestros. Yeah, yeah. The maestro that I'm thinking of is a dog is that dog yeah. in a tuxedo
5: right uh, oddly enough uh, kevin uh, a dog in kevin's <laughs> life is maestro the tuxedo wearing dog and he was a, he's been a huge inspiration for us um we run all our, our ideas past him mm-hmm. we, we put like the <laughs> ideas down on on the floor and if he urinates on one we know that that's the one we <laughs> that's should go a keeper. with that's right, a right.
0: Keeper. so we want to talk about the maestro's uh, music and laughs it's a one night two shows uh, Friday, December sixteenth. It's this Friday, December sixteenth, six thirty and eight thirty. But f- I, I am told the six thirty sh- uh, show is sold out. Yeah.
5: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
6: And it, it's it's kind of dinner theater too, in that oh we have good. a we have a buffet okay. and uh, there's a kind of a
5: donation for a, a holiday drink. Nice. Yeah. We should nice. mention we have some great catering from Poyo, um, also from Nummies, uh, a new uh, bakery that's just moved to town. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, oh, good. We're good. addicted to. Nummies.
0: Good. And this, uh, well, the performances will take place at Unity Performing Arts Center at 707 West 47th Street. It's on the plaza here in Kansas City, Missouri. And tickets, uh, you can find them at themaestroskc.com. That's on our website and the KKFI website. Um, social media, do you have social media yeah. forms that you want to share?
6: Yeah, it's both both on Facebook and Instagram if you just search the Maestros or Maestros Casey maestroskc.com
5: is our website
0: i love it and and i think you know one of the fun things that uh that that you have on the flyer is all the the people in the improv troupe playing different instruments it's just going to be a silly fun night right
5: a silly fun night a silly fun night that we have no idea how it's going to come out but oh my gosh it will be uh fun and different and entertaining hopefully
0: yeah now (laughs) Now, is uh, aside from this perform these performances, will you be performing later on in the year of twenty twenty three? Because I mean, really, this year's shot. But
6: we just won an award that we have to defend mm-hmm.
0: for uh, real.
6: Yeah, yeah. Um, the Kick yeah. Comedy Theater has something called the Underground Throwdown, where they put companies together and we compete against each other for this huge trophy that you will see at our show. Um, oh, awesome! And is we is have that? to go back in December. And no, in mean January, and um, I think that's on the fourteenth, mm-hmm. a Saturday.
5: Yeah.
0: So do you wear like capes and you know the lucha libre masks and <laughs> all that, and just have to really throw down.
5: Yeah. Oh, we come taking no prisoners. <laughs> right. we come I love <laughs>
0: yeah. it. I love it. You know, um, this is so much fun. Music and laughs. The maestros. It's a repertory cast of seasoned impro- improvisational. Is that right? Uh, actors who create a totally original, new musical, immersive experience every performance based on the audience input. Wow, that's got to be scary. I'm like, I'm really sort of anxious to think about what would I do? What would I do? Me what, too. What do you do? I'm getting anxious yeah. thinking about <laughs> it right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't sleep at night anymore. Say, thank you, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> so this just sounds like a lot of fun. Aside from the maestros, I know, uh, Jerry, I think you were with... Cinema mm-hmm. KC, and do you have other things that that are lined up aside from the maestros uh, performances? Cinema
5: that? KC, my film group, nonprofit film group, yeah. is is still uh, putting on presentations good, good. and films, and uh, yeah, we have a uh, we have things coming up next year. We'll be announcing.
4: Oh great! Uh, so yeah, there's good. a lot
5: going on with that too. We actually have an, kind of an inner tie with the since Kevin and I are production people, we have a lot of uh, uh, cross referencing in production and mm-hmm. theater mm-hmm. and what have you. It's mm-hmm. a really nice interdisciplinary. Sort of project here. I
0: love it. I love it. So you know, for, for that, you should come back next year and and share with us anything that's that's coming up. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. And Kevin,
6: uh, I, I'm a filmmaker too, and yeah. I'm of course always working on projects. And I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you. I'm I'm, I'm working on a film that. about squirrels right now that I'll I'll give you more information about it. For real? Are you for pulling real? No, no. My last <laughs> one was about corporate radio, which just puts people to sleep because I have to explain it to them. But it's good. It's on oh Amazon Prime, called Corporate FM. But okay. this this next one I won't have to explain it to you. You'll just want about to see about squirrels. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all I have to say. Is it's about oh, squirrels. I want
0: more. I want more. <laughs> oh nuts! <laughs> I love it. I love
6: it. And
5: you did mention uh, further shows. We are doing yeah. like uh, six. We have six shows planned through the year. Okay. Uh, basically, a season of different themed mm-hmm. shows. Uh, every every show will be a different theme.
0: Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Well. Now, will they also all be held at the Unity Performing Arts Center or, or elsewhere? We're, that's that's
5: going to be our base, but mm-hmm. we're looking to mm-hmm. be um, to expand into other venues as well, and to be a, yeah. a situation where we can drop into uh, you know a certain format. Yeah. So yeah. we're learning a lot about what creates the great greatest venue for what we're what mm-hmm. we're doing.
0: So, in your head, what is the great venue? What does it look like?
6: Carnegie Hall.
0: Ooh, I like it.
6: Yeah. The, especially the ballroom because it, it it is a, this one's a company holiday party, so we want people to sit around yeah. round tables yeah. to where they can kind of interact with each other. And you know, you, you know, you know, Bob from from shipping receiving is going to be sitting across this from you. <laughs> you
5: you got to be able to have that awkward moment. I you like can't it. help but not make new friends that night. It's yeah. because it's, it yeah. really is a participatory situation. Yeah,
0: you know and I think people really like that. I think like, I think they like to be a part of something, mm-hmm. a part of the entertainment, a part of the show. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, it's just a a great concept, and I love it. Um, Yeah, it's just you've been around how long now?
5: Years. 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 Oh, oh, me or or the group? (laughs) Our combined experience of 300 years. I love it. I love it. Let's say 300 years. (laughs) This is a number. I I, I can see it in the crow's. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) You're not supposed to be looking at that. (laughs) You guys are funny. Yeah, I think this would be... Really, a lot of fun. Uh, some, I could see like workshops coming out of this for for kids and mm. and you know adults and yeah. and different people that really want to kind of dip their toes mm-hmm. in the improv pool. In companies that are trying yeah. to loosen up. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your, who are some of the the groups or individuals that have kind of inspired you in your world of improv?
5: Uh, there's a British group called Showstoppers that that we always look at as mm-hmm. our you know as a holy grail Mm -hmm. um they're a british group they've been together years and years but they are are really seamless and uh, if anybody wants to check that out online it's showstoppers and you can see what we're aspiring toward yeah and
6: yeah Yeah. and we get there
5: and we get there on occasion
0: (laughs) any others any other individuals or or that
5: uh, off book is a is a thing we've also been looking at. they mm-hmm. they're two. It's just a two person improv, but it's mm-hmm. a very seamless singing mm-hmm. and making up things on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um,
6: I like their interaction with the band. Mm-hmm. Where the band will just start playing, and all of a sudden, hey, this is our song. Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess um, when I think about improv, right or wrong, I think about Jonathan Winters and how deliriously funny mm. he was and just at the drop of a hat you know and some people point to Robin Williams and and, yeah. and, and, and a number of others but I always like to kind of um, ask that question because um, you just never know where you're gonna gonna get that inspiration mm-hmm. who, who that's gonna be
4: they you weren't know. available for our show
6: yeah in oh, sorry you know.
0: well yeah. yeah there you go there you go hmm. um, you know I just love that this is happening this Friday December 16th, 6.30 and 8.30 p.m. at the Unity, Unity Performing Arts Center at 707 West 47th Street. That's on the plaza, Kansas City, Missouri. And, uh, yeah, tell us how we can uh, get more information and tickets.
6: It's the old Eden Alley space. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so to yeah, so, yeah. so get there, you kind of park in the parking garage and come in the, the back door. The side,
5: yeah. Yeah, the side door. Uh-huh. The alley. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, if they can go to the website and get information, um... We'll, we'll have everything there. Uh, I was going to say something else, but I, it's an right?
6: event, it's an event ticket at a, yes, an, sorry, event an Eventbrite event ticket. Yeah, but you, you can get to it uh, at uh, the maestroskc.com or maestroskc.com because they both go
5: to the same place.
0: Yeah. Nothing scripted about this at all.
5: Nothing scripted. Uh, we do have um, a couple of things that we've planned out as a framework, but okay. uh, there's a template that lies over the whole thing, but we play with that template. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's essentially just to keep us on course. To create a show but anything goes in mm-hmm. between that we only have one planned song we have one planned song yeah okay and that's it
0: you know something else i, I do want to mention is this family friendly is it or is it for the over 18 crowd or uh, what, what do you think this
5: the early show will tend to be fa- more family friendly we will probably loosen up a little in the 8:30 show um it it's uh, all probably lewd. just parental <laughs> no. discretion advised yeah. uh-huh. for the 8:30. pg-13 okay.
6: Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. No, no rated X.
0: Do you have any YouTube or anything that that people can can view a little bit of your on,
6: on our uh, Instagram? Okay. Uh, Joanna De Leon of our group is just an Instagram genius. I mean, I mean a genius. Like you know how a twelve-year-old can all of a sudden <laughs> seem like she's a huge corporation. She has done that for us, and um, I, I get a nice vibe when I
5: look at the the maestros. Uh, Instagram page. So you're saying she has the mind of a 12 year old?
6: She has. She still has the genius of a 12 year old. She hasn't
5: shoved it away but like the rest of, right. of humanity. <laughs> she is the genius of a 12 year old.
0: So where are the maestros going from from here?
5: Uh, we will. We're planning a February show, uh-huh. and it's going to be an a, uh, an adult prom theme, a Valentine's oh
0: my god theme.
5: Uh, yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. Are
0: you asking? Uh, the audience to dress up as prom would
5: be fun that could be fun yes every it's treated completely as a as a holiday prom Mm -hmm. yeah
0: you know i i have a selective memory i can tell you what i wore to prom in 1976 but i couldn't tell you what i ate yesterday or what i need to get from the store so there you go prom would be fun yeah yeah
5: We'll see you there. Yeah,
6: <laughs> yeah. I, I I want you to bring your 1976 <laughs> prom <laughs> dress. Yeah. My, my brother went to prom around then, so I kind of remember. Was it baby blue?
0: Actually, it it looked a lot like something Cher would wear. Ooh.
6: Now share this is share 1976, <laughs> not yeah, 1999. Yeah. I
0: was ooh. I did not have the the big poofy dresses like the girls had with the prairie looking kind of dress. Mm. um Yeah, but we need anyway, to access those photos. <laughs> wow. Ooh, ooh sorry, I thought that. So the maestros are performing at the <laughs> the, the company holiday party. That's so much fun. That gives you so much fodder, doesn't it? Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, our it. 6.30 show so far is sold out. Um, we do have a okay. wait list um, okay. in, that will open up. Um, but right now, the 8.30 show uh, still has some choice uh, seats available.
0: But that's got to feel good that it's sold out, right? Yeah. I mean, that tells you you're doing something right.
5: Yeah, it does. It means we have yeah. to go through with this. Yeah. <laughs> it means we can't run away.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, um, the Maestros, you have also a lot of social media platforms so that people can look at your website or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Share it with us please. Yeah,
5: um, themaestroskc.com yeah.
0: yeah. And you'll find all that information about the cast members and events and that sort of yes. thing, right?
6: Can I ask you a question about yeah. this show? Yeah. Y- your theme song. Yeah. It's <laughs> unlike any other theme song for a show.
0: Oh, You know what? I get more phone calls about that. It's actually uh, the title is Space Golf and it's by Tipsy Trip it's a 19, let's see, 1993, 94 release of of their music. Um, and I just thought, how fun is this? And I get a lot of people that, that call and want to know.
6: I like song. that. So you picked it because it's fun, not because it's mysterious. Because it's mysterious sounding. It sounds like, you know, we're, we're about to dive In, into something di- diabolical. Enter <laughs> another world. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah but you know, because the guests that I have, on are anywhere from artists to performers to musicians to arts organizations. I've had, you know, um, deaf people from the, the Kansas School for the Deaf on. I've had people from, you know, all kinds of walks of life. And so it just kind of encompasses all of those people that mm-hmm. come through the doors, and you that's, know, and that's why we us. love you at pledge time. Oh, we love you. We love you guys. Mm. <laughs> well, anything, anything else that you want to add before we head out?
5: Uh, it's just such a pleasure to be here, and you, and you have just done so much to help the arts community over the years, and been Thank such you. a supporter. Um, I love seeing your face and coming in here, and and thank you so much, Uh, you're such a great supporter of us.
0: Thank you very much. And nice meeting you, Kevin. Good to meet you, Maria. Terrific. Terrific to meet you. And I hope to have Jenny on before the end of the year. Jenny Hahn is an artist, a terrific artist, and she's very, um, her work is just incredibly beautiful and it's inspiring, and she has such a wonderful, powerful, kind message to it and I hope to get in contact with her and have her here before the end of the year which is you know a couple of weeks she so. will be
5: at this show ah, you can come
0: yeah yeah. network too. Yeah.
6: network at the company holiday party I mm-hmm. love it yeah
0: <laughs> very good um, any last words
5: um, we just oh. can't wait to see everybody yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it, it's really exciting for us and, and the people who are here at this benchmark show um, you know will be there kind of like when Ellen Ginsberg read Howl um I hopefully we'll, we'll be, be making something historic here and um that will be ongoing and you know we really we just really need laughter i mean th- this is what there motivates us i mean yeah. really and and yeah especially during the pandemic we all kept each other sane by doing zoom improv and oh my staying gosh. in touch um mm-hmm. laughs are, fu- are fuel for life and we're yeah. hoping to create them and have people walk out really elevated and really giddy that. and laughing and singing our songs in their mind that you know there's just a whole lot to of experience we're going to offer here
0: i think humor diffuses a lot of tension a lot of anger a lot of you know uh, problems and and stuff that you you know carry on your shoulders Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. don't you think
6: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm
0: -hmm. and kevin any last words um
6: i just you know be good to each other guys yeah, yeah and like and I think that'll that'll bring you to our show actually because you'll be good in, being good to yourself, which is being good to other people because it's all about self care.
5: Company oh, holiday party,
0: same. yeah. Company holiday party is everyone going to be wearing the name tags?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, everybody's in the company when they show up, <laughs> and we'll I be playing it. playing like that.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, guys, for coming in come back.
5: Thank you. Thank love you. To.
0: You bet. Hey, and we're going to close out this uh, edition of Artspeak Radio. I want to thank not only Jerry Rapp and Kevin McKinney, but also Sherry Leedy and Elise Gagliardi. And next week is December 21st, and I've got a big surprise for you. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned next for Jeff Harshberger. He's With you from 1 to 3, 3 to 6, Old G's Hangout. And, uh, yeah, 6 to 7 is Ebony's Bones. So you don't need to go anywhere. Stick around and uh, stay with us on KKFI 90.1 FM. KKFI, (laughs) I said that twice, Uh, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. And, uh, honey, happy anniversary, and I'm coming home. Thanks for listening. Thank you.